Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Visibly Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. I got to ask you, um, do you ever feel like your life is a total mess, like full on chaos? I mean, do you struggle in one or more areas of your life? Maybe you think you've tried everything and maybe you're at the point where you have just given up. Well, my next guest on today's podcast um, writes in her book, she says, hope breathes into the soul and whispers, try, try one more time. Isn't that amazing, right? Hope breathes into the soul and whispers, try one more time. I love that. Without hope, we become set in our ways. And without hope, we become set in our situations and our circumstances. And sometimes people just need a reset. They need a reset with their, their emotional health. They need a reset with their physical health. Maybe it's with their finances or relationships. I have the perfect person uh, on the show today to talk about a reset and how do we get that reset. Um, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, I do want to make it clear that this podcast is part of the Spark Media Network and it can now be found on the Edify app. So check that out. But my guest today is Jackie Phillips, and she is an American celebrity makeup artist. She is a public speaker, award-winning and best-selling author. And Jackie's mission in life is to inspire others to aspire to be their best selves. In addition, she encourages others to break those shackles in their lives, to walk in truth and embrace their unique divine purpose. She has um, written um, a book series, a children's book series called The Adventures of Stushy and Bello. I think I said that correctly. Um, but she's also a number one Amazon bestselling uh, book author. And that book is Reset. And I have it right here in my hands if you are watching on YouTube. Reset. And Reset is a, is a journey. In Reset, she tackles six problem areas all of us deal with at one point or another. Health and fitness, relationships, finances, emotions, appearance, and faith. But more importantly, we learned that it's never too early or too late to reset your life despite setbacks. We're going to hear Jackie's story. We're going to hear how she works with celebrity um, celebrities and, and maybe some stories that she can share with us on some of these topics and how maybe she has seen people reset in their own life. But she speaks all over the place. She is an international and inspirational speaker, and she encourages others to dare to dream. No dream is too big. 
because it is your opportunity to reach for your goals and take what is meant for you. Um, Jackie facilitates this through her nonprofit reset program by touring the country, doing prison ministry, visiting schools, and sewing into others. Jackie received her Master of Arts degree in public and organizational relations at Montclair State University. She is a certified professional life coach with Fowler International Association, a master business coach. She's a member of Christian Women in Media. She, I mean, she, this goes on and on and on. She is uh, an active member of the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences in New York. She um, is pursuing a doctorate in professional studies in instructional design leadership at Franklin University. Oh my goodness. Again, this list goes on and on. Jackie, welcome to Visibly Fit. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. Wow. What a bio. (laughs) Thank you, Wendy. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, you have accomplished so very much. I mean, when you think of maybe a celebrity makeup artist, you think, well, they just they're a makeup artist. No, you do so much more. (laughs) So um, let's just dive right in and talk about um, your book reset. And I know um, this book has been out for a little while. And you and Mm -hmm. I had the privilege of of speaking on the same stage in New York a couple years ago at an amazing women's conference. And that's where I got the pleasure of meeting you. And I love that we are so much in alignment of of just the foundation of what a healthy life looks like, right? And uh, you touch on so many of those things. But I think before we tap into even uh, getting the story of of you writing your book, let's hear a little bit about Jackie and what even got you into becoming a makeup artist to begin with, and then a little bit about your faith journey. I really fell into doing makeup. I've been doing it since I was a little girl. My parents divorced when I was, eight. I'm from the era of when women used to get their hair done. Well, I guess people do it again now. They get their blowouts. But my mom used to get her hair done like three times a week. And then when my parents got divorced, she wasn't able to do that anymore. And so I became her hair salon or whatever. Like a hairstylist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I used to always, you know, do her hair and dread it because it was annoying to me, <laughs> but I was good at it apparently because she kept asking me to do it. Um, and then I did my first wedding when I was 10. Oh my I did word. My cousin, I did my cousin's hair and makeup. I have the pictures to prove it. I think I, I think I put the picture in my book. I can't remember. It just became a journey. And so when I was in college, well, even pre-college, like in high school, I did some modeling. I always loved like the transformation that makeup could do. So when I was in New York, after I graduated with my undergrad, I was doing a photo shoot and the makeup artist didn't show up. The photographer asked me if I could do my own. And then he was like, would you want to do this sometimes, you know, when I need someone? And I just kind of fell into it. You know, it was just like one of those things. It was, I just graduated. I was in New York, you know, working. Within like a month, I went to Paris and I did some makeup over there. And then I never stopped. Like it just, it was like this weird accident and every door just kept opening. The funny thing that happened about the Europe trip was my bag got lost. And so I had no makeup, 
no brushes, no anything. And so I went to uh, like, you know, like a drugstore there and I bought this product, which I don't know if it's still sold in America or not. It, it was called Bourgeois and it was beautiful. And I thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe they sell this in a drugstore because it was like so cheap, you know, like $6 for like mm-hmm. a blush or something. But it looked like Chanel, like it was beautiful. And so I um, had all this stuff, you know, I bought whatever I could because I was working that week. And when I came back to America, I met this photographer, like I was working on a shoot and this photographer was like, where did you get that? And he was French and he was like, oh my goodness, you have to meet this person. Then that was like when I did my first Today Show job. I did it for Fashion Week with these models. Probably like the first year of doing makeup, I started doing television. And then I met this girl. Um, she was another makeup artist. We were doing a job. I can't remember where. It was a TV job. And she was like, would you want to tour with someone? I'm looking for someone to tour with a musician that I work with. I was like, yeah, like, that's the only reason I ever started modeling or doing makeup, like, because I wanted to travel I'm from a really small town in Pennsylvania. And I just wanted to travel and see the world. She was like, I'm going to introduce you. And I met her and um, the woman was Judy Collins. I toured with her. I absolutely just loved and adored her. And it was strange because it was like right after my grandma died. And I was really, really, really close with my grandma. She was like my heart. Judy reminded me so much of her, not, you know, just like her spirit. Her you demeanor know, she was, and stuff. Yeah. She was just a very, Judy's like a very strong woman, very, um, very young at heart, you know, just like, you know, you can talk to her about anything. And that's how my grandma was. And um, I toured with her for like seven and a half years. So wow, long time. Long time. I just worked with her recently. Um, She was doing something for the Tribeca Film Festival. She sang there. Yeah, she just became this enormous influence in my life. And I always say I learned everything about media by working with her. You know, one door opened another door. And it's a really small industry, you know, and especially in New York. I was just really blessed to be able to meet incredible people and travel the world and, you know, have fun while doing it. So that was how I fell into makeup. But I've always known, I I mean, at least I thought I knew how to do it. (laughs) Well, evidently so, because celebrities uh, keep you on, on their, um, you know, uh, on their, uh, their team for seven, seven and a half years, right? So um, I think that that's something to be said. Well, I know that, you know, as far as makeup is concerned, how do I say this? Because you've been in, you've worked with a lot of celebrities, a lot of models, um, where I would say that sometimes people hide behind their makeup. Would you say that as far as reality of who they are? I think there is that, especially now in this world of... And not that makeup's bad. I love makeup. You know what I'm saying, though. No, I know what you're saying. (laughs) But I think what it is for like a professional person, you know, like a singer or an actor or a newscaster. It's not so much that they're hiding behind the makeup. It's that it's part of the process of getting them ready to be that persona is in front of the world. It's like putting your dress on, you know, you're getting, you do your hair, you're getting your hair done, get your makeup on. I always said, 
it's important to have a, a really good team. And I, I think that perhaps that's probably why I got a, a lot of the jobs that I did because I had I have nice relationships with the talent I work with. And you want to have a really peaceful environment, um, a happy environment, because you're the last person that's with them before they go on stage, whether that's it's good point. Yeah. on a set or on a huge stage. I mean, you know, we traveled the world. So we worked at Sydney Opera House, you know, and I would walk out on stage, you know, with Judy before she would sing and I would be standing there when she would walk out. The makeup is part of the process. Yeah, I wouldn't say that a star hides behind the makeup. I would say that it's just part of their getting ready to be their professional person that they're about to show the world and share with the world. Let's rephrase that how I said it. So hiding behind the makeup, I guess what I mean, um, because I do understand that, right? Like I've been mm-hmm. in theater and dance and I understand yeah. the the beauty of, of makeup and the need for it in television. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is um, sometimes the persona of that person in the makeup isn't the same mm-hmm. as the person behind the makeup um, in the, in the, in the sense of how would, how would I like, sometimes it can be how do I, like, sometimes it can be a mask for some in the mm-hmm. sense of like, maybe they've had a really tough day, you know, and they know that this is part mm-hmm. of, okay, I got to put on my happy face and put mm-hmm. on my makeup and get out there and it's showtime. I mean, I think that yeah. that's sometimes just how it is, but, um, but the fact that you are their last uh, the last person that they talk to usually before they hit the stage or the television set is a beautiful space for you to be in because you can encourage them right before they they set out on their way and make them feel really confident and help them, right? And just speaking yeah. life over their life. I think that's beautiful. Well, um, tell yeah. us a little bit. You you are, are passionate about getting people to reset their lives because you yourself have been through a reset. And so let's talk about your journey of your reset and why you're so passionate about getting others to um, reset and get on the right track to be healthier and happier. Reset, I think, is a part of everyone's journey in life. You know, we all have times in life that we need to reset. Um, Sometimes some parts of our lives are bigger than others that we need to reset, you know, and I think that we have this call from our soul often is crying that, you know, you need to change your life, but you don't know how to do it. And it takes so much courage to do that. It took me a long time to do it. Um, But then there's a moment that happens, I think, and you just have to rip off that bandaid. And I'm glad I did it when I did it, you know, because I felt, I mean, I don't think you're ever too young or old to do anything. I don't buy into that. I mean, people start like billion dollar businesses at like 70 years old. You know, there's plenty of those stories. Sure. So I think that's like kind of a lame excuse when people are like, oh, I'm too old or whatever. I mean, I just went back to school and I hadn't been in school in over 20 years or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was super intimidated and because technology. Sure. It's changed. Um, wondering if I would know how to study, if I would be able to keep up, you know, I knew I could, I'm an athlete at heart. So I'm competitive and not with others, but with myself, Sure, but I was, you know, scared to segue, you know, that's 
to talk about resetting, you know, that was part of it. So I think we have a lot of different times in life we reset, but you have to have the courage to do it. You've read my book, but anyone that has read it or is going to read it, you know, mine was all tied in one. So all those six things were happening at the same time. Yeah, the six things, fitness, relationships, emotions, finance, appearance, and faith. (laughs) Yeah. So I was kind of a hot mess. Not everybody (laughs) is. Hopefully most people need to do like one or two um, or different ones at different points in their life. But I knew I needed to make like serious change. And sometimes God does things in your life that you think are like the worst thing that could ever happen in the whole world, but it ends up being the biggest blessing in your whole life. So mine, it was like a, like a multiple things and a domino effect, but it was like a slow domino effect. But then once it started, it just sped up. So the first thing that happened was I owned a spa for a really long time uh, with a business partner. We were going to franchise. Um, So I had an opportunity, this businessman came to us and we moved locations, which that was the biggest blessing because I felt like such relief because all that overhead was gone. You know, Mm -hmm. like I had a place that looked at New York City. It was in New Jersey. Yeah. And I, my idea of what I wanted originally and how it turned out um, were two different worlds. I thought I was going to open this place and it was going to be like a Robert Kiyosaki thing, you know, make money while you're sleeping. I was still doing, you know, my television world and music world and, you know, working every day at that time too, I was doing a Broadway show oh my with goodness, someone. And, um, <laughs> so then I, you know, had this business and it didn't turn out like that. So I was working in the day, working at night, you know, when you do that long enough, you start to gain weight, you you lose yourself in the business, in your Not, life. There's no self-care. And, yeah. And that's the exact thing. That's the exact thing you were trying to give to others is self-care and you needed it yourself. <laughs> I, I probably needed it more than anybody that ever walked through those doors. I was always a person who was, you know, in pretty good shape and all those things. And I gained so much weight. And it was, but it was spiritual weight. And I talk about that a lot in the book. It's like, you know, like I was saying earlier, our souls are crying. And sometimes I feel that our appearance is affected because it's like the wake up call. Like at one one point you like look in the mirror and you're like, I do not recognize this person I'm looking at, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I knew I needed to get it together. And my mom kept saying to me, you're going to have a heart attack you're going to get sick. You're going to get cancer. Like she's like, God forbid, but I'm telling you, this is what happens. Like you've got to change your life. You're so stressed out. And I feel like God did that for me because my business partners went bankrupt Mm. in about eight months of moving my location that I'd had like seven years or something. Everything was gone, you know? Mm. So I could have started up again, but I didn't want to, like I was over it. You know, I wanted to get on with life. I didn't. And I realized that I probably wanted a business, but I wanted something different than how it developed. Yeah. And and I wanted your life back. (laughs) 
I want in my life back. And I, yeah. you know, it was a really successful business. I had a huge wedding business. You know, we were best of, you know, all these years in a row in New Jersey, New York City. So it was wonderful, you know, while it was wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. And then right, when it's right. not, it's not. So I knew it was time to end that chapter. And a lot of years passed and I was writing about it. I ended a relationship as well during that time. And it was scary because I didn't really know how to do a lot of the things that um, I was, that were done for me in the business, you know, like invoicing and just all those things that I guess I took for granted. So I, I had to learn everything again. And when I started writing, all these angels kind of came out of nowhere, you know, and I would have someone offer to help me do this, or they would say, Hey, I know someone that does that. You should give them a call. And so what happened was, um, now that I had all this free time, right. I'm single. I didn't have my business anymore. I mean, I had a business, but I didn't have the spa business anymore. Was helping someone on a show. I was helping them write. They were trying to create a show. And he was like, you really should write a book. And I was like, I have absolutely nothing to talk about. Like, what would I write a book about? And he was like, I'm telling you. And so it just transpired. And that was how um, one of the names he gave me of someone to speak with was Wendy Walters. Oh, yeah, Wendy. Oh, that's great. Just an amazing, amazing, beautiful soul. And she really changed my life. You know, Mm. she encouraged me. She had me write an outline, you know, and like a couple chapters. And I had already help you with these illustrations because they're great. She didn't. I, I drew all my illustrations and then had them and then had them drawn professionally. Oh, they're just fantastic. Yeah. Yes. So I had, um, different illustrators. Um, Lika was one of my illustrators. Um, and I had, I had two, uh, illustrators for reset. And then I had, um, an illustrator who, for my first book, I got a bike now what for the adventures of Sushi and Bello. And then I have, um, another illustrator. He did the next two books. He did, um, my bullying book. And I have another book hugs are happy that I haven't released yet. And he did those illustrations too. And all my coloring books, he did the illustrations for, but, um, I have like a very visual brain. So like I see pictures and then I write, you know, Mm -hmm. so I would draw a picture and then I would kind of see the rest of it. You know, like the story would unfold from the picture I was seeing in my head. Um, So I've always been like that. I always like see the picture and, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of how it it needs to start for anyone that is getting uh, working on a reset period, they need to be able to visualize it and have a picture in their mind of where they want to go, right? So when you were in this uh, place of, you know, down and out, you gained a lot of weight, uh, you're, you're not with, you know, your your uh, spouse any longer or boyfriend any longer, you're just in a, in a funk of a place. How did you need to go about resetting? What did you do? And where, um, Show, tell us, take us through the moments and, and the action steps that you took and how things got um, different in your life became better. Well, the first thing I did was I joined a gym. 
that was horrifying because now I, I've always been an athlete. So I was always a pretty strong girl. You know, I could barely do one push up. Embarrassing. You know, like I'd never, ever been like humbling that before. A little bit. And so, it, no, it was traumatizing. Just traumatizing. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, okay. yes, it, it was, it was humbling, of course, but yeah. it was more traumatizing, you sure. know, because I was like, wow. But, but I would say what courage it took to do that, to step out and say, I'm going to do it anyway. That takes a lot of courage. I think what also takes courage is, and for anybody that's going through this or has, you know, is to keep going, you know, to go back that next time and that next time and that next time, because you hate how you look. I mean, at least I did. And then you're in this gym and everyone looks amazing. So I went to, it was like a boot camp kind of gym, but it was in groups. So it was group fitness. So you had a trainer that would give you your individualized session but you were still working out in a group. So that was great for me because you have like, you make friends, there's people around you, there's encouragement and you feel just that energy in the air, that positive energy. And so I just kept going back and I think I lost like over 40 pounds within that year. Yeah, so I was back to normal. (laughs) Feeling confident, feeling good in your own skin, yeah. Feeling good in my own skin. And and I also had like energy back and I felt like I light back, light back in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that, you know, if I can do that, I can do anything, you know. And I was writing through that whole period. And it was good because I made new friends and you know, I got my life back. You know, yeah. sometimes like you have to give up everything to get everything. And I feel like that's what I did. Well, you know, one area of life, yeah, one area of life spills over into the next area of life. So as you were, as you were intentionally taking action with your physical self, then you started to notice shifts in the other areas of your life. Take action, right? It's like a snowball effect. Absolutely. When you can see success in one area, so I I know I talk about it in the book as well, like tackle something, you know, you can tackle first. Like that's going to be an sure win kind of a thing. Yeah, a sure win, something you know you can do because then you feel confident to start tackling other areas. So for me, fitness was natural because I'd always had that in my life. And so, I mean, I started playing sports at like four years old. Sports and makeup early on. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so that was, that was, you know, if, if you do one thing, you know, you can do, then you can start tackling the other things confidently and not feel like a failure because, well, there'll be another way. Like, let me look about this another way. Let me find another solution for this. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's important to like, keep an open mind because there's not one thing that fits everyone. And like, not everyone's a runner, not everyone that likes yoga. Like you have to find what works for you. Yeah. And it may not even, um, start with the fitness aspect, oddly enough, it might start with the relationship aspect. Um, You know, what toxic relationships do you have in in your space that you need to put healthy boundaries around and that kind of thing. And so which is something else that you were that was that happened upon you, um, as far as that relationship disconnection, but that's what led you to that next place. And then that's what led to the fitness uh, reset. But sometimes it starts with that emotional 
reset, you know, the financial reset, thinking of it all differently. And so what would you say, um, is, is maybe, um, a step that someone could do a practical step that someone could do today to start getting their mindset right and getting into that reset, um, just mindset of, okay, I, instead of I am the way I am, I guess this is how I'll always be instead of that. How, what's that first way of changing the way that they think so they can take action? Try to remember what you loved as like kid or like maybe when you were in your teens or young twenties, like when were you the most free? Like what, what did you, you love joy? to do? Yeah. What yeah. brings you joy? Who were your friends? You know, I, I guarantee that in those years, maybe you weren't eating too much or you weren't drinking alcohol or, you know, you didn't have negative people around you or you loved riding your bike. You know, like think of the times that brought you the most joy. Like, who were you? You know, like think of how you looked. Think of the things you love to do. Because I think what happens is, as, especially as women, we get caught up in everything and we try to help everyone and we are multitaskers and we do a million things and we lose ourselves and we're all guilty of it. And I'm compare guilty ourselves of it too. to others. We compare ourselves. And that's why like, you know, with social media, it's just so it's, it's wonderful, but it can be terrible too, I you know, agree. because you're looking at people's lives that most likely aren't hundred percent honest. You right. know, they give you the, the, the real of uh, their best, the best life. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's dangerous. If people aren't being authentic and say, even for like a younger person, you're looking at this and you're thinking like, oh, this is what life should be like. Why isn't my life like this? But it's not true. You know, we all have ups and downs. Jackie, I just had someone reach out on, on a reel that I did just the other day. It's so funny that we're talking about this. And she said something to the effect of not everyone is as happy as you are. Glad you have a great life or something like that. And I thought, oh my goodness, this poor woman has no idea that, you know, I mean, I've got ups and downs too. We all do. So I just let her know that my joy comes from the Lord, that it's not always, you know, what maybe you're seeing. I, I, I'm probably just posting a lot of my highlight reels too, because who wants to post all the doom and gloom, right? Well, it's true. And I, I think that the constant things that I do and I still do it. I mean, I do it every day, but especially during that time is I kept asking God for like guidance and also to just like, please put me in the right direction, like put the right people in my life, like yes. lead me to where I'm supposed to go, lead me into any territory that's meant for me. Cause I think that we have things, God has things that are meant for us that are meant for us. And people get so caught up in like competition and like you're talking about like comparing and mm -hmm. all this stuff, but what's meant for you is meant for you. That's right. And, and so like writing reset, even like I said to Wendy and I said, I have no business writing a book, but it was meant for me. And I guess that's how I was able to finish it. And, you know, when I was writing, I would always like pray and meditate before I would start writing in those years, you know, when I was writing, I was going through my reset and I had rented out my apartment that I owned and I was living with a friend. I was renting a 
place, you know, I was renting from her and I was like going back and forth to Pennsylvania to see my family a lot. So like, it was not glamorous. And I, cause I had business debt and everybody like bailed. So it was up to me. But that's what's so great about the book, Jackie, is that you are coming from a place of going through it, right? And so you can speak from authority because you've been there, done that, and um, you can help people reset in these areas because you've been through all of them. I have. And like, I, I did a lot of, I mean, it was just like a lot of things you don't want to do. You know, you don't want to like, when you're used to living a certain way, you don't want to be like living like so financially in a certain, yeah, yeah. financially. And yeah. like, I have, I had this beautiful apartment. I was living in my friend's apartment just so I could get myself out of debt. I mean, that was awful. Mm-hmm. I had a view of New York city and I'm living in this little bedroom, but I did it because you have to make sacrifices if you want change. Yep. And that's why I say in the book, you know, a lot like, you have to give up everything to get everything. And not that you get everything, but you get your life back. Right. And it really you get matters. strength. Yeah. And yeah. it's like so unfortunate when people don't take a chance on themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and it's only up to us to be happy. Right. And it's only up to us. Like people used to say, um, oh, well, like Oprah, of course, you know, she can do this and do that. Like she, of course she is successful when she like loses weight or whatever, because she has, you know, trainers and chefs and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but you you still have to be disciplined to eat that food. And you, she still has to run around that track or lift those weights or whatever. Like she still has to do it. So it doesn't matter how rich someone is or how poor someone is. You still have to have the energy to do it and put the energy into yourself. So if you're not going to put the energy into yourself and you're not going to love yourself and say nice things to yourself and treat yourself kind, then why would someone else do that to you if you don't even do it to yourself? Well, that's the point right there because you can do all those things uh, as far as like getting your health on track and looking better, whatever, and still not love yourself. And still not be in a place of happiness. Happiness is a choice. And so um, just based off of what your friend was saying, um, yeah, money doesn't make you happy. Um, being fully fit and trim doesn't make you happy. Happiness has to be a choice and um, and you walk it out and it starts to manifest on the outside and all of the actions that you stay, that you take. What about, I mean, you have so many incredible stories here. And w- one of the things I, d- I like about too is your book is, is, is pretty easy to read in the sense of you've got bullets. It's kind of fun to read um, because you have, you know, diagrams and it's just easy to read. Um, but you talk about, there's like, you have like different areas where you can write down my non-profound truths. And then, you know what I mean? Like, what are the proofs? What are the stories in your head? And then what are the realities? And then what, you know, what are, are you speaking life over your life or not? So these are the kind of little exercises you can do throughout. So profound truths and non-profound truths. And she has little areas you can write in. And so I like that too. But um, really, it's, it's, it's knowing who you are in Christ, ideally, right? That's the ultimate reset. <laughs> it, no, it really is. And I was going to say that is no matter where you are in your life, God will meet you where you are yeah. and he will help you. 
I feel that sometimes, and I know I felt this way. I, I totally felt this way. I felt like I wasn't living right. I wasn't doing the right things for myself. I wasn't taking care of myself. And like the whole world ended, you know, like my world kind of shattered. And I started going to church like almost every day in the mornings. Mm. I was just like really trying to change my life and like take the time and speak to God and, you know, just be in a place of being open to just receive whatever ever I was supposed to receive and give whatever I was supposed to give. Yeah. And I will say, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, God really did meet me where I was. And I feel like, like I was saying earlier, now it all makes sense, right? Um, every doors just kept opening, mm. you know, and it was really beautiful. And I feel that that is why, you know, like w- even with the prison ministry, you know, I, I, I'm very humbled by being able to, to do that and to speak to those women and participate because I understand how it feels to go through like so much and not everyone has opportunities. And you realize that when you hear these women's stories, you know, like some people are just like born into certain situations and sometimes believe it or not, you know, prison can be a blessing because people can get a new lease on life and they can Mm -hmm. get education that um, was never offered to them. They can get peace they get safety, yeah. you know, they like a lot of these get women saved. Are, they might <laughs> yeah, they know the Lord saved. because they were in prison. Yeah, no, it's true. And mm-hmm. so I but we can also be in our own prisons and our own prisons yeah. are our minds. So and true. it's very important to understand that, like, you can break those shackles. And that's what I mean is like, free yourself from the prison that you're creating for yourself. And it's all in your mind. And that's why I think it is important to pray and talk to God every day because God can, the Holy Spirit comes through us like it did when I was writing every morning. And, you know, God will speak to you if you can find quiet so that there's a part in the book I say, sit still and heal. Because if you can't sit in quiet and you can't stand to be alone in your own silence, then you're never going to hear anything and you're never going to find guidance and you're never going to be able to be comfortable in your own skin. You know, people are so busy on their phones, the TV's on, there's always like a million things going on. How could you even like find an opportunity to set goals if you can't even hear anything? So it's important to be able to do that. I think that's a good word, Jackie, honestly, because especially in this day and time when, uh, like you said, it's just so busy and there's chaos everywhere and there's information thrown at us and and we're distracted. And I believe that that's really what the enemy um, desires, of course, is to um, distract us in such a way that we don't have or don't create that space so that we can hear from our Heavenly Father. And, um, and so we have to be intentional about that time. And so I'm so grateful that you're intentional with that time 
time um, during your season of, of, of getting a reset and you still are to this day because that's, yeah. that's the difference. That's the game changer is when we can really be still and hear his still small, quiet voice, then he will light our path and he will open those doors that no man can ever yeah. open or close. And, um, and so I, I love that you are just, um, you're courageous, you're full of tenacity, you're, you're very disciplined, yeah. um, but you're going in and you're, you're sharing the love of Christ with others um, in like these, you know, in, in, in prison. And so tell, tell us really quickly before we go about your, um, your ministry there in uh, your prison ministry and, and what, tell us a couple of stories and maybe a woman or two that you've interacted with. There's so many beautiful women. Um, I've done most of the prison ministry with my friend Terrell Jenkins, well, Dr. Terrell Jenkins now. Um, he's he's just been a wonderful, wonderful light in my life. Him and his wife, they're just beautiful people. Um, they're in Arkansas, so I would go to Arkansas um, to these prisons. I, I feel that a lot of the stories I have, um, the one woman, I mean, I've had women cry. Um, a lot of women, you know, will always pray at the end. A lot of them, I feel that they were saved by being able to talk and share their stories. Mm, and they heard. felt safe by doing it and to be heard. And then to, you know, a lot of them, the, I, I mean, the first time I talked, you know, in my book, I talk a lot about financial abuse. And this one woman said to me, wow, I would think you're the kind of girl that um, has like guys take care of them or yeah, guys take care of them. I would never think that you were taking care of, you know, a guy. And, and I was like, interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it made me kind of laugh. And, you know, I said that it could be farther from the truth, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but she said that it really helped her because it opened her eyes. And she said that people often look at someone a certain way, but they don't realize what's really going on behind the scenes. Like you Judgments. never know what, which shoes someone's walking in. Yeah. 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 So she said that it, it like opened her up and by me sharing, um, cool. they felt safe to share and they realized that, you know, so many different types of people go through so many hard things. Mm -hmm. They just felt like they had more courage to share their stories with each other. And um, twice now, the one time was just terrifying. Um, the other speakers didn't show up. Oh my! Word. And so one time I was speaking at Florida State Prison, Florida State Penitentiary, and it's the biggest death row population of women wow. in the country. Wow. And it was a really uh, intimidating place. And what I wanted to say that I'm tying it all in together because I know we're running out of time, but the devil does try to attack you the closer you're getting to your success or the closer you're going to get, you know, to, to, your to sharing God's mm -hmm. word and to reset and to being happy and to being out of your own prison that you create for yourself or the prison you let others create for you. Mm -hmm. So that day, um, I'd rented a car. It wasn't there. You know, I flew to Florida. I was staying, you know, I, so I took an Uber to get my car that I rented to drive to the prison. 
wasn't there. Had to go to another place. Uh, Terrell, his wife went into labor. So they just never came. Um, And the other woman I was speaking with, Nancy, uh, her flight was late. So she barely, she didn't even know if she was going to make it. So here I am at this penitentiary and I have to go through all these different things and they just like shut behind the security areas. Yeah. But it was scary because it was all outdoor. And I thought, Mm. oh my goodness. So then when the first one I went through, the guard like gave me this thing and she's like, okay, if a fight breaks out or if there's a riot, you know, just pull this thing and we'll find you just hide under something. And I was like, Oh my word. And I'm thinking, (laughs) Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. So it was, you know, really interesting, but it was kind of scary. And, um, but I thought, well, look at the devil at play, like every single person involved in this incredible day. It was a Martin Luther King celebration, beautiful, beautiful day, but every single person had trouble getting there. And I guarantee it was because, you know, we were sharing something positive. We were sharing God's word. Darn if every little thing that couldn't happen happened, but we still made it. I mean, Dr. Jenkins didn't because he was in the hospital with his wife, but you know, we made it and we were able to share, we were able to share our books. We were able to give some books away. And so I want to encourage, you know, your audience that the closer you get, like, doesn't matter like how spiritually fit you are, you're going to get attacked that much more. So that's why it's important to sew into that expect it, but so into it and, you know, just learn how to combat it and accept like things are going to happen, but you know, you, you have God to will fight our battles yourself. for us. Yeah. Yes. Let God fight your battles and, you know, see the good in it. Like Absolutely. I said, the worst thing in the world can be the biggest blessings because that's how you find your freedom, you know, and forgiveness you know, in reset, I talk about forgiveness equals freedom, but it, yeah. it, it does. And that forgiveness always isn't others. It, it can be forgiving yourself. Like girl, we're talking the same language. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because when you forgive yourself, you lose that spiritual weight, mm-hmm. even if it's not physical, you know, just that the yes. stuff that's weighing you down, the stuff on your heart, that elephant on your chest. And Forgiveness equals freedom. And I had to forgive myself for a lot because I felt like I had a lot of lost time. There was like so much I wanted to do. And I was like ashamed of myself that I hadn't done it yet. And, you know, so that's why I went back to school. That's why, you know, I'm starting my doctorate because I feel like there's so much more I want to do with my life and share with the world. And I knew that for where I wanted to go, I needed that education to do it. And so many people discouraged me. They're like, that's crazy. Put that kind of money into your business. And I'm like, I know what a business can do. Education is like limitless. And everyone has their own path. And if God has has told you to go that direction, then you go, you know? So um, I, I love it, Jackie. And yes, forgiveness equals freedom. And uh, that's a message I share so often that really the the key to health and fitness and wellness is is forgiveness, right? And that's one of the things that we both are in alignment with. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I love that you read my hope 
Oh yes, I love that. I love that because yeah, seriously, that's hope my, breathes that's my favorite into the soul and whispers. Try one more time. I mean, those that don't have hope, they stay stagnant, they stay stuck, and they never try and they give up. And so, just try one more time, right? That's a great way to end this uh, podcast. Yeah. If you're not feeling uh, like you can do it and you feel like you have no hope, that's a lie. <laughs> Just, just yeah. try one more time. You, you've got it in you, and God is, uh, God is bigger, and He's able, and He goes before you. So, Jackie, I could keep talking to you forever, but I know we have to wrap this up. But I appreciate you so much, and thank you for taking the time. Thank Where you. can people get um, your book, Reset: Six Essential Resets to a Healthier, Happier You? Where can they get this? They can get Reset on on anywhere online. They can get it on Amazon. Amazon? They can get okay. it on Barnes Barnes and Noble. They can get it on Books a Million. Perfect. Probably Amazon's a great place. Amazon's a great place. It is an Amazon bestseller, so maybe. It, it, is, <laughs> it is an Amazon bestseller. Yeah. Very excited. And it won a Reader's Choice Award, which was amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's um, a great tool. than me. But yeah, yeah, you do. It and it, and and they will come forth. I know they will. And uh, you're a great gifted writer. And you take a lot of uh, y- you make things simple, um, and easy to digest. And yet it's profound at the same time. So it's very good. And I know someone will really uh, benefit greatly by your book. So if you're listening, go get reset. Yes. And, and um, I want to encourage whoever is, you know, whoever buys it, or even if they don't, you know, I, those thermometers were one of the first things I saw because I thought if you're going to measure anything in your life, you know, measure the temperature. Like to me, yeah, that was, I thought, well, that would make sense to like most people because we take our temperature. Sure. And so you can kind of see where you are in those different categories and know where you want to go. And it's yeah. like a good way to set a goal for yourself and to monitor yourself. And to just take account of what's going on in your life. So I want to encourage people to like, don't give up, have hope, you know, just take one day at a time. I mean, that's, that's the best thing to do just to be present in your own life. Because when you're present, you can see what should stay and what should go. That's right. And all (laughs) we know is that we have today. We don't know about tomorrow. So why worry about tomorrow, right? So Jackie, you are a dear and I appreciate you. I know you have um, so much more that you uh, could share with us and maybe we'll have to have you on another time, especially since you have more books in you when your next book comes out, we'll have to have you on. But um, hey, if you're ever in Minnesota, Uh, come see us. And if I'm in New York, I'll give you a call because I'd love to meet up with you and have lunch again. Thank you. You too. Bye. So we are so uh, just honored to have had Jackie on the Visibly Fit podcast. And um, she's got a lot of great stories in her book. So I highly recommend that you check it out. And she does. She's got some uh, ways of really kind of digesting it in in, uh, a way that you, you have good takeaway points. So go check it out on amazon.com. Again, it's called Reset, Six Essential Resets to a Healthier, Happier You. Thank you so very much for tuning in to this episode of the Visibly Fit Podcast. If you are looking for a reset in your health and mind, body, spirit, uh, emotions, um, then check out getvisiblyfit.com. I would love to coach you into that next level of living. And if you have questions, just email me and we can have a conversation as well. So anyway, be blessed and we'll catch you next time. Take care. 
Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.